dumb 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 I clipped. Um, so, welcome to The Bit. I'm Frank Hurley. I'm Joshua Clymer. And today, you are going to hear something absolutely riveting. Absolutely mm-hmm. fascinating. You don't are click not... Off. Yeah, you're... Well, you, we don't even have to say don't click off, because you're not going to want to click off. The first 30 seconds of a podcast are when people decide whether they're going to keep listening. So we want you to keep listening, and we have great reasons for believing that. We have an amazing story that you need to hear about Monta Vista, so stay tuned. All right, so there is an on-camp... I mean, the, I guess stay tuned sort of makes sense, because okay. we, we immediately transition into it. It's not like uh... a... Yeah, okay, that's true. I keep on bumping the table. <laughs> like, there's a commercial break. Yeah, so the... stay tuned after this. <laughs> okay, okay, so, check this out. All right, so, on campus, we all know uh, of a dear personality, a gray cat. Uh, many people are familiar with the gray cat, but they don't know its name officially. Its name is Scruffy, and our story today is about Scruffy. So, do you have any... Memories of about the gray cat. Oh, the one that had like worms. Uh, this summer, during lunchtime, uh, at our frog and toad rehearsals, uh, we would go out there, and we're there with a lot of young elementary schoolers. And one of the girls, her name was Ileana, and she would she would see the cat every day, and she was like six years old. And she'd run over to it, and she'd grab it, and it was like. She'd just be grabbing it so hard, and she'd be spinning around and swinging the cat, and it just looked awful for the cat. And it, you could see in its eyes, it just was saying, end my suffering. It was just a very nice cat. I could hold it, and I could pet it, and it would just eat whatever was on the ground. It was a cool cat. The Scruffy was always a very personable cat who came up and meowed and wanted to hang out, and um, I dare say I started feeding him in the sailor house once I started working there. You walk towards him and you'd, you'd run away, but you come up close enough and put, you know, quiet enough and like, you know, you, you don't surprise him, you know. You can pick him up, you put him down, you pet him a while. He was a really nice cat. Oh, in summer school, we put uh, asparagus on its back. And then we let it run around. Well, some of the fondest memory I had was over summer school when I had Mr. Cluffer's class, and uh, I, I don't know who it was, but people started putting asparagus on him, and we dubbed him Asparagus Cat. Well, every time I went to go get my paycheck or do anything in the office, the only thing I wanted to know was where where's my friend. I actually, I, I didn't know his name was Scruffy. I called him Cornelius, and uh, he, was, he was a, uh, a paragon of, of peace. And, uh, and and harmony, and uh, and he was clearly uh, uh, evolving past normal 
feline kind with, with his uh, posable thumbs. The cat, who I called Five Toes <laughs> because of his little thumbs, would come into the annex and sit in my station, my makeup station on my blanket. And it was like so wonderful every time I came backstage to like change because the cat would be there to like pet and snuggle. One time I had a muffin and he took my muffin and he ran away with my muffin. I was like had blueberry muffin and I finished half of it and he grabbed it and he with little toe paws. No, it's like you're not supposed to chase a cat who steals your muffin. When a cat steals your muffin, that's a sign from God. Should have told the teacher and get him a referral. It was really annoying. Like I'd just be eating lunch and then it would just come up to me and be like, meow, I'd be like, dog, get out of my face. I'm trying to eat, you know what I mean? Like and then he'd like roll up to everyone else and then I'll be like, dog, just like go eat some cat food or something, you know what I mean? Like, this is my spot to eat. Not yours, dog. Like, so Brandon Aki definitely kicked the cat at one point. No, I did he not. Did. I did not kick the cat. I literally no. have evidence that he kicked the cat. No, I did not kick the cat. I did not come in any. If anyone, if anyone wants it, call Zachary Winter. I have evidence that Brandon Aki kicked the cat. I remember rolling on my rollerblades uh, outside of campus, seeing this gray cat. I didn't realize that the cat had anything to do with Monte Vista Christian School. I just thought it was a stray cat wandering alone. So I picked it up and I brought it home. Uh, I was wondering if I could adopt Scruffy. Turns out Scruffy already has an owner. I think we might have even named it. I don't remember the name we gave it. Uh, we gave it some milk and put it in our backyard. And then it occurred to someone that they'd seen it on campus before. And so we left the gate open and it wandered off, probably back to its home in not too much time. I remember came into the classroom on several occasions and was superior at distracting students from what was going on in class. I truly do not like any cats. I am completely allergic to them. Um, and that one was mean to my dog, so yeah. So I remember in eighth grade, when I was in eighth grade, which was in the 2015 to 2016 school year, Scruffy and his, uh, his twin brother were mere kittens. They were tiny little kittens that were uh, ju just old enough to be sort of walking around by, by themselves and playing around like as, as kittens do. And back then they were the barn cats. They were just down in the equestrian center. And what I would do after school is I would pretty much always use that opportunity right when school ended to walk down to the barn and pet the kittens. And they were the, mo the nicest, most adorable kittens you could possibly imagine. I would lay on my back in the grass and then they would oftentimes both be on my torso as I would pet them both and they just, and they would knead and they would purr and they would do their little kitten meows. It actually changed my opinions about cats. I, I hated cats before. I thought they were just snobby and I thought dogs were cool and cats were lame and I changed my mind. Scruffy changed my mind. Scruffy was absolutely wonderful. He was fluffy and adorable, and whenever I saw him, it was super cute and happy. And he had, he was polydactyl and he had an extra toe and he was super cute. Wait, you mean he's not here anymore? I remember when the other gray cat disappeared and its paw or foreleg was found um, and it was probably eaten by some animal. And I really didn't care all that much. Uh, and if Scruffy got eaten by an animal, I think I wouldn't be terribly upset because that's the cycle of life. I, those things happen. But I think the particular circumstance with which Scruffy was removed from campus makes me object. So, summer of 2019. 
Those of us that were here during summer school or some other reason at Monta Vista, remember that Scruffy was doing great. He was still living here. Everything was awesome. Well, I heard whispers that there was someone that was unhappy with the cat being on campus, thought it was a bit of a nuisance on a number of levels and perhaps even uh, detrimental to the health and safety of the student body. And there were opinions that the cat should be removed from the campus. After the summer school session, I believe in July, some point over the summer, an employee of Monte Vista began to raise concerns about public health and whether or not Scruffy was a health hazard for students. So my question, Frank, you might know the answer to this. Did the, was the administration on their side? I'm honestly not sure if the administration ever gave any official opinion on this. We need to find that out. Do you know of any administrational knowing of the of what went down with the cat and its removal? No, I was told after it was gone. Yes, I don't believe admin knew anything about that because I was surprised by it myself. I would have taken the cat personally. All right, good to know. Thank you, guys. Yes. At that point, Cassie Belmont, who technically was Scruffy's owner, began to get more and more concerned. So Cassie immediately sent out a big word to everyone working on campus if anyone would be able to adopt Scruffy. Our family was going to adopt the cat. Can you tell us a little more about that? Sure. Um, when it became known that the cat was def- definitely going to be removed from the campus, I thought it was a bit of an atrocity, but I thought if the cat is going to have to go somewhere, it may as well come to our house because we love it. So Scruffy's exile was pinned on public hygiene. What do you mean? Bring toes back. <laughs> what do you mean there was a health hazard? What does that mean? Like, like... Are people allergic? I, I did hear that Scruffy wasn't getting his shots. Is that true? There's a very good... I, I can't I can't confirm or deny that. So are we afraid that he's going to get rabies? Um, I'm, I'm not really sure. I, I was imagining that there was vaccinations for pets. Va- there are vaccinations for pets. Yeah. For diseases such as rabies, right? Yeah. You get rabies vaccines. Here's the problem with that. This is America. And in a lot of other places besides America, you are innocent until proven guilty. The same thing applies, believe it or not, with animals. You know how, and a lot of people, including me, think this is kind of messed up. You know how if a dog bites a person, you can euthanize that dog? You don't euthanize dogs based on their potential ability to bite a person. If a dog's never bitten anyone, you can't just go, well, that dog has jaws, doesn't it? It could very easily bite a person, so we should kill it now just to be safe. No, that's not how it works. Likewise, if a cat doesn't have rabies, which is the only thing I can think of that would actually... What other diseases can cats transmute to humans? The only situation I can imagine in which diseases or lack of vaccinations would be a public health problem for students related to Scruffy is if he actually had that disease. We don't remove him because he might possibly in the future contract that disease. Yeah, instead we should just make sure the cat gets his shots. That's another good point. So now, so now you remove him from campus and then give him his shots, but then keep him away from campus? This entire argument doesn't make sense. It doesn't. And the reason that it has to exist is because people want the feeling of democracy, right? Just because someone doesn't like cats doesn't mean we should remove the cat. What if everybody else likes the cat, right? It has to be for the public good in order for the decision to seem like a good decision. 
And until the cat is a genuine health hazard, he was a mental health net positive. Indeed. So you, you referred to it as the cat with worms. Yeah, it didn't have worms. It did. I'm pretty sure I had worms. I, I don't know, somebody told me I had worms. Or like I had fleas or whatever. I don't know. How do you get, tell me, in which circumstance would you get worms from a cat? Or which, a cat with worms would be a problem for you? Um, I am not an expert on worms. Do worms enter worms into your skin? Are... I would, I think that how it works is that, you know how the, the proverbial worm in the apple? Uh -huh. I don't, I don't think that's, uh, it's always illustrated as an earthworm. I don't think it's based no. on an actual earthworm. It's based on a little parasitic worm yeah. that's in such in, infantile stages that you mm -hmm. can't see it while you take a big bite out of an apple. Yeah. So I think you have to ingest a tiny little worm. Well, um, I know that if you walk around barefoot a lot, you can potentially get a worm uh, and the worm can enter into the sole of your foot. Okay. So I know I thought worms... it would enter into your soul. <laughs> yes, and eat. The worm can possess you. Yeah. Um, so I could... There's a conceivable possibility that, that the cat maybe was a genuine hazard. But in any case, I feel like we could make the cat not a health hazard. We could give the cat a bath and treat it in whatever way. It needs to be treated if it has worms or fleas or whatever uh, that people don't like. Uh, we could give it its fascinations, and we could still have a campus cat, like a campus pet. Yeah, I found I found a tick on Scruffy, and I told some people who work at the school about it. They were like, okay, we'll take care of it, and then he didn't have a tick. Ah, that's great. I remember uh, when I was in elementary school, we had a class pet, right? And class pets are just the most fun thing ever. Scruffy's like a class pet, but he's the school pet. Yeah, a class of 900 unique. people. Yeah, how many schools have a school pet? And he's a genuine school pet. Like, everybody, everybody, yeah. almost everybody really knew him and, mm -hmm. and could walk up to him and pet him and everything. Yeah, so we could take care of Scruffy like a pet and, and treat him like that, and I don't see what would be wrong with that. I think that I should be able to pet that cat, and now that I don't have the opportunity to pet that cat, I'm sad. You know, the, the first thing I did when I came back to school is, is, is say, where is, where's the cat? Where's my friend? And, and uh, I, my heart was broken when I found out that uh, he, had been, uh, he had found a home. Uh, I'm happy for him, but uh, I'm sad for all of humanity. I feel like Scruffy is an important part of the campus. It's a very unique part of the campus. And... His removal is disappointing to me, definitely. Even though the the cat itself, uh, I, I am not strongly attached to. I love that cat. I say this without exaggeration. He is the nicest, most person-friendly cat I have ever witnessed. He really added... It's not like the, his removal from the campus is this massive paradigm shift. But he did add something special to being a student at Monta Vista. There was something that, that, that a lot of kids could bond over. I remember Monta Vista used to, well, I don't remember this, but uh, I was told this, that Monta Vista used to be a farm, an agricultural farm, but I think Scruffy's presence on this campus just brought a more organic feel. Uh, just having that animal there, whereas, I think now you have these modern banners and logos and everything. Everything's modernized uh, and industrialized. Scruffy the cat really felt 
like we were connected to nature again in a way, even though it was a domestic cat, just having that animal that was just free roaming. We would always just look at the cat and think, that is the happiest cat on the planet. He has this massive territory yeah. full of d sort of diversified nature and different landscapes and areas. He can go and he can go catch stuff and eat whatever the heck he wants. Everyone loves him. Pretty much everyone loves him. Everyone wants to always pet him and give him attention, but he's not really tied to any one person. He can just go out and about and go hunting in the field or just sleep for 16 hours a day like cats love to do. Um, it just, it was something so positive and wholesome to see that cat living the ideal cat life yeah. and think, man, you know, maybe I should be like him and strive to live the ideal human life, whatever that is. Yeah, you could almost live vicariously through that cat and experience that freedom just seeing it. There were a lot of insinuations, perhaps, and some whisperings about um, some kind of solution for the cat that was um, maybe not in the cat's first and best interest. So yeah, I can't definitively say that one person was going to take action one way or the other, but that was the general sentiment when the cat became a problem over the summer, and um, I was ultimately glad that Cassie was able to intervene and do the right thing and find the cat another home before someone else decided to take matters in their own hand about the cat. Well, one, that's news to me, and I'm a little upset about that because, I mean, he just Brighten everyone's day just by his very being here. But overall, I do hope he's enjoying himself with his new owner. I had been told that uh, he was in need of a new home uh, because there were some people who weren't happy with him taking mice into the buildings. So what I think happened is that there was an official here, and I don't know the name, um, that was probably scared of the cat or had some personal bad experiences with cats in general, and had to just randomly give some sort of reason other than, I'm scared of a very small animal, please remove it. So they said health, health, hazard, health issues, yes, even though that had never been an issue before. Well, the thing I remember the most about the gray kitty is the day he brought a rat, or was it a mouse? I'm not sure. He brought it into the office, and I'm deathly afraid of rodents. So I screamed. For anyone who is concerned, Scruffy is alive and he has been adopted into a loving home. Uh, Maureen has taken him in uh, and we managed to get an interview with her. He came home with me um, and in the process he has now gotten a new brother, uh, my other cat Mac and Cheese. And uh, yeah, they get along great. He is living his best life as an indoor cat. And he just kind of sleeps wherever he wants, eats whenever he wants, and demands as many snuggles as possible. You know, I think he, I think that's dope, because, like, now I can eat lunch in peace. And, you know, he was pretty chill for the most part. Like, he was pretty friendly, so I'm happy he can finally have an owner that feeds him. You know, that's pretty dope. But, you know, I'm, I'm happy. It's just a good story all around. You know, it's just dope. Do you think it's dope, dear listeners? Because Josh and I are the ones covering this story and going out and interviewing everybody and putting this whole thing together, especially since it's through an official school forum, we have a little bit of an obligation to stay uh, unbiased and unopinionated to the extent that we can. But 
you can have all the opinions you want, so please think about this and think about how it makes you feel and how it makes you uh, think and how you think the Montevista campus could be improved or made worse or any number of those types of things and how it all relates to our dear friend, that incredibly nice, loving, friendly cat, Scruffy. Anyway, this has been The Bit, and uh, this is Frank Hurley. Joshua Clymer is not here with me, but he's the, the co-host along with me. And I'm signing off. So yeah, live a good life, like Scruffy.